Welcome to Deepish. This podcast is a place for people wanting to go deeper on their spiritual journey, where I, your host, Sarah Che, share perspectives and musings on what it means to live a life moved from within. Remember to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode and hit me up at IamSarahChet.com or SarahChet on Instagram so we can connect. I'm really enjoying how each episode is dropping in each day. Today is day six, or should I say episode six, and I am sticking to the course. feels actually great, but that's not really what I wanted to start with. What I wanted to start with was that once again, I was contemplating on today's episode and I found myself this time feeling a bit out of it. Yes, pregnancy and all that good stuff. But this time I felt that I needed to cater and tend to my energetic hygiene before I sat down and recorded an episode. Which brought me to think, why don't I talk about energetic hygiene? Because God knows we all need it. (laughs) So what is energetic hygiene? Energetic hygiene is basically becoming aware of your energy field and developing a practice that tends to your energy. See, all living things have an energy field. And how we interact with this energy determines the quality of the vital life force that flows internally and externally. Most of us can't see our own energy or other ones for that matter, but we can feel it. There are several energetic layers in the energy field, including physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual layers which can also be referred as energy centers. Each of these layers holds informations, experiences, and energetic imprints. An energy field extends to several feet around the physical body, which means that you can pick up on someone's energy from other places, people, or things just by coming in contact with different energies and being human. So before even so before you open your mouth to greet another person your energy field greets them first. So how can a lack of energetic hygiene show up? Well, for instance, have you ever gone home from an average day at work only to find that you quite shake off something that happened that day? Maybe it was confronting, negative, or an uncomfortable interaction that you had with someone, and you just can't shake it off. Maybe you have physically left the place it happened, or the person it happened with is now gone, but that ick feeling lingers on, and you still feel a bunch of energy flowing their way, or attention. Or have you ever got off the phone with a particular friend or family member and just felt depleted, yet you don't know why? Have you ever had someone in your life, maybe a coworker, a boss, or anyone, 
just the thought of them incites stress and negative energy in your body. Hmm? <laughs> well, it, it, this has nothing to do with you being an empath or highly sensitive person or too sensitive or anything of that. There is just some energetic stuff going on here. We have all energetic bodies. The only difference is that we are differently attuned to how we are affected by our energy bodies. Meaning that those of us who identify as an empath or highly sensitive person, we are more accustomed to noticing the difference when we are in another energy that is not ours. We can feel it and how we tend to feel it, it can manifest itself differently. But usually the most common thing is that we feel it in our own physical being as if it was our own and therefore take responsibility for it. Which brings me to the next point. How does one practice energetic hygiene? Well, boundaries is the most important aspect to start with. And one example that I usually mention to my clients is that whenever you are saying yes to something that you don't want to do or committing in some way to doing something that is not really in alignment with you, you begin to leak energy. You begin to do, act, speak utilize your energy in a way that is not in alignment with where you are. And perhaps that day you are so depleted, you're so tired, and the best thing for, for you is to rest. But instead, you think that you need to be in doing something else. And therefore, just by saying yes, you begin to leak your energy. And we do this in so many ways. For example, working at a job at a place where we don't love. Leaking energy. Interacting with people that we don't want to really be around with. Leaking energy. Pretend, putting on a mask. Not feeling comfortable to show your true self. You're utilizing basically all of your energy and mustering up to hold up a facade, you're leaking your energy. So you can use your energy in various ways, but whenever you're using it in a contradictory way to how you really are feeling, you begin to leak energy. And the reason why we do that can seem from various different things. But the most common things are that it ha something happened within our childhood. Certain boundaries weren't instilled. Maybe we grew up with parents that were narcissists and we developed codependent emotional patterns, which also led us to adopt those patterns into our how we be and how we interact and how we hold space for other people. People with codependent relationship patterning usually 
feel a sense of worth depending on how they feel that they are, they are being valued from others and therefore constantly putting themselves in situation where they do something in order to feel that they are valued. It can be a pretty slippery slope, but and it's quite common for people who are highly sensitive and empaths for some reason. But if you can identify this, you can start to work with it. And lastly, when it comes to boundaries, I don't think boundaries necessarily limits to relationships, or but it actually morphs out to everything, meaning what are you making yourself available for, right? And this can get really a long-winded conversation, but I'm going to try not to go there. But basically, what we make ourselves available for in terms of our mind, what we think and believe about the world, is what we're making ourselves available for to experience. But if we make up clear boundaries that I don't want to experience a reality, quote-unquote reality, that looks like that, therefore I'm not available for it, you most likely won't experience it. A little quantum physics manifestation 101 right there moving onwards (laughs) energetic cord cutting super important we become connected to everyone we interact with throughout the day by energetic cords and that's whether we're interacting with them face to face or on the interwebs If those interactions were negative, stressful, or thought-consuming, those cords can pull us up for a long time after the interaction and leave us feeling sad, anxious, or energetically drained. I have a powerful cord-cutting meditation available on my website. You can find the link via the show notes. And if you sign up to my newsletter, you automatically receive 10% off. So you can get 10% off this amazing cord-cutting meditation. I use it on a regular. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do all the energy work that I do, whether it comes to my own private practice or when I'm holding space for people one-on-one or in larger groups like workshops or ceremonies. Last but not least, check your own energy. See, I could have sat down and recorded this podcast episode and it probably wouldn't have turned out the way it is turning out now. Who knows? But I know for sure that I would definitely not have the energetic stamina to perform it because I'm already (laughs) a little bit out of breath. But what I wanted to share is that having the discernment to choose to cater to your own energetic hygiene is really vital. And it goes hand in hand with the whole notion of boundaries and tending to ourselves as well. But I just wanted to share a few practices that are easy to implement that I did before sitting down and recording this episode. First of all, yoga, because I was feeling that the energy in my body felt stagnant. And a key rule, a key notion to have in mind is that energy needs to flow. So some light stretching can be really amazing to get the energetic in the physical body going. Secondly, dancing. Awesome. 
in a great way to invoke and activate your feminine energy as well. And I'll save the whole topic of feminine and masculine energy for another day. Something else that, uh, that can be great for your own energy is to either spend time in solitude or if you choose to interact with people, talk to people that you truly love. I spoke on the phone with a family member and a dear friend of mine and had a good laugh and definitely felt that that was an energy boost of its own. I went out for a walk. Walking as a practice is grounding. You also get to move your body. Once again, you get to release energy. You get to create some flow. After that, I had a grounding meal. And what do I mean by grounding foods? Well, basically anything that has been produced by Mother Nature below the ground. So that could be potatoes, carrots, beets and whatnot (laughs) grounding foods and I think especially during this time of the year making a soup can be really grounding and also comforting as well especially since the temperatures are decreasing so that can also be a nice way to balance out the heat and your to regulate the heat in your body especially if you're more towards a cold person like I am sitting here with wool socks. Okay, I got sidetracked. (laughs) Something else that is both cleansing and incredibly grounding is to take a shower or a bath. And if you have a bathtub, if you can use some Epsom salt or use Himalayan salt, that is really cleansing for your auric field, your energetic body. I mean, or if you even have access to a larger body of water, just going and standing by the water can be cleansing for your aura. Lastly, before sitting down, I lit some candles and burned some sage. I really resonate with sage as an incense and as a means, as a tool to clean energy. However, whenever I do that, I also use the power of my intention However, I wouldn't use a burning tool as the only means to take care of my energetic hygiene, meaning that I wouldn't only use burning sage or palo santo or crystals as the only tool to clean out energies or balance my energies because those are all tools and those are wonderful, but starting to use your own power, your own intuition, and starting to getting acquainted with your energetic hygiene, your energetic body is the most powerful thing you have. You are the most powerful thing that you have. So never underestimate your pure intention and the alignment with your heart and mind. Because when that happens... There's nothing you can't do. You're powerful beyond your understanding. And that, my friend, is the truth. So let's end it on that note. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And I look forward to talking to you on the next episode because I think it's going to be about our home birth. I'm just going to leave with a little teaser. One of our midwives are coming by tomorrow. 
I'm super excited. We're going to talk about our home birth, some more preparation, and this midwife in particular is someone who holds space and circles as well and have been doing so both in Sweden and abroad. So I'm really excited to talk to her about the whole journey of pregnancy as a rite of passage from a spiritual lens and really dive deeper into what this home birth experience can look like and actually what I want it to look like. So that's most likely coming up next episode (laughs) or next week. I would be shocked if it would be about something else, but who knows? Um, And with that said, I wish you all a beautiful week. Take care. If this episode served you, please share it with someone you love or someone you think would benefit from it. Please tag me in your share on something that you learned from this episode or loved about it at Sarah underscore Che underscore on Instagram. And also feel free to DM me with your questions or feedback. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support. And until next time, take care.